Nintendo Game Direct. Place. Nintendo it, Direct. So I didn't know that it was happening and I was working. It's great. It's perfect. Everything they do. It's just like, yeah. oh, it's happening today. Look, yeah. look, look around you. But I, I was working in the in the workroom at Cass's place and Jay was in his room next door just going like, yes. Oh, fuck. Yes. Oh, God. Fucking, yeah, hell yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm like hitting, like pounding on his desk, like losing his fucking mind. And I was like, what the fuck? Is that man like what is happening that this guy is just like losing it like this? And then you yeah. DM, then you DM me to be like Metroid Prime drop, Nintendo Direct, and I was like, oh, that's why he's freaking the fuck out. Oh, I thought he was just having a blast with Hogwarts Legacy. Um, and no, not yet. I thought he was just defending his favorite streamers in the chat. That's what uh, I, that would have been my first guess. Yeah. Well, well, let's let's get to that. Oh, I'm let's fucking start, dying. Let's start I'm, with. I'm dying. Uh oh. <laughs> Let's start with that. I'm very sick, so if I cough, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, your girlfriend's got a bad illness cold. I, uh, I went to Austin to for the podcast, and I got really sick, and most of the trip was a disaster. But then there was two good days. But now I, I've been sick for almost a week since the trip. And if you're sick for like a full week after a week trip, that means the trip wasn't worth it. No matter how many friends you reconnected with, no matter how many flames rekindled, that's a that's that's half a month. Well, that's yeah, you've 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 paid a hefty cost for this one. I've paid a deep, a hefty ass cost, and now I'm here. Uh so yeah, I'm gonna be sick on this, and that's that's where I'm at there. You, you wanna talk you wanna talk uh that's my that's my legacy. Well, should we talk Hogwarts legacy or we start with uh I don't, I don't know. I don't know where we Nintendo start. Nintendo Direct. What let's, do you want to start with? Maybe we warm up with some positive direct. That's what I that's also what I was thinking is like start with the direct cuz it's like fun news and then we'll get into the more like complicated. Now, audience, I love I love a Nintendo Direct and I and I love days I I love episodes like this because I can I get to take my shoes off. I don't got to work at all. I just got to read the list. Yeah, it's true. Uh, the rundown was written for us by the people at Nintendo. Um, and then, you know, brave uh, below minimum wage writers all over the planet. Yeah. Shouts out and shouts out to them for for doing the work that they do. Yep. It's going to be probably the last year they do it. Thank you, chat GPT. Yeah, you think ChatGPT is going to write the Nintendo Direct rundown next year? One hundred percent. I think it's. I think it's going to. I think it's going to write all of Mario's dialogue. Um, no, I mean, d- definitely for like jobs where they basic basically any job that's like digital and basically makes you feel like a robot. Like they're 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 going to have someone for that because you know let's be real, humans probably shouldn't be writing here are the seven golden chests hidden in assassin's creed valhalla snowy peaks region chapter three that's just not that's just not something a human should wake up clock in and and have to do that's that's i think beneath us as a species i think that's true except that it also and let's not let's not know money from you know let's not com- pretend that anyone was making any kind of living human wage off yeah, that that's, work either. that's true people are getting like 15 dollars for a thousand words or whatever let's yeah so like let's not act like any part of it was heading towards a positive direction 
Uh, there's just some jobs that humans uh, shouldn't do. You know, humans aren't the wheels of a car. We made tires for that. Yeah. I mean, there's some cases I think where it's happening where it seems pretty fucked up. But that one, the, the case you just gave is a pretty... Yeah, no, no, no. Obviously, there's going to be a like, you know, obviously when the chat GPT is the president and the mayor, that's I'm going to have some uh, moral qualms. But, you know, I'm talking more about the easy conversation. The This is positive Nintendo Direct. When and when when chat GPT is the mayor, it won't have any gamer moments because every time it's about to say a slur, it will go. There's never any ethical conditions under which one should use offensive language. Well, actually, that depends on which which AI you're rocking with, because uh, some of the AIs are are doing transphobia to, to get to get a laugh for their IG reel. So there's a lot of a lot of different types of AI. And um, yeah, they're I guess what I would say is they're their views on comedy are different. Well, you know, uh, different strokes for different digitally constructed folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about real people who play the Switch like us. Um, Nintendo Direct. Wowza. Wowza. Okay, let's do it. Here's the list. Okay, they start right out of the gate with Pikmin 4. All and right. I got to say, this is... This this is a big Nintendo Direct for me. We'll see it going on because, you know, two major franchises were announced during this Direct that I've actually never play, played. Okay. I've never played Metroid Prime. I've never played Pikmin. Okay. And I'm in the mood for some little guys. Pikmin rocks. I'm very excited about Pikmin 4. Um, friend of the show, Burf, is a Pikmin freak. Um, an absolute Pikmin psycho. And when I was living with him, I, I got into it uh, playing uh, with him and watching him play. And those games are so fun. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's one of the things where it's like, I almost don't want you to explain it to me, but I don't know what you do in the game still. Like every shot I ever see of it looks kind of like a shitty mini game. So, so I'm like, what is the there there? So the there there is basically that like you have to do these various like, you know, you have to go out and get stuff or like find other Pikmin or find guys or like it changes based on the game and the story or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. You have to get from point A to point B and get an object or a thing or whatever. And you have these Pikmin with you and all the Pikmin do different things. And so you kind of use them independently and in combination with each other to maneuver your way through the world or to defeat bad guys or to solve puzzles. Is there a main bad guy? I feel like they're sparse on character. It's more like, you know, there's a big thing in the woods that might eat you and your piece of your ship is over there. Gotcha. Um, but it, you're right. There's not too much character. There's not too much combat stuff. It's, it's a lot of puzzle solving things, but it's this fun puzzle framework where it's like you have these guys with you and it's about learning how to deploy them best and in combination with others and stuff like that to get the, you know, to, to be able to maneuver these various like landscapes and settings. All right. So Pikmin four folks put that down for some time in July, you know, when we're all starved for something to play. Uh, then they went and they did uh, Xenoblade Chronicles three DLC, a game called Samba de Amigo Party Central. Yeah. Um, a lot of trashy games. Uh, you know, this is what we love about the direct, though, is they they make you watch. This is the best part. They make you watch eight of the worst games you've ever seen. And then they drop a big one. 
because because you're a captive audience. I respect that. Um, we got one called Fashion Dreamer here. Yeah, looks, that one didn't really do much for me. Fashion Dreamer looks like barely a game. Yeah. Um, Dead Cells DLC, blah blah blah. That's exciting. Some, something called Ghost Trick, blah blah blah. Something called Deca Police has some interesting art, but also does not look like a full game incredible we got we saw a little more of uh, a bayonetta origins yeah we did this one actually does look slightly interesting to me yeah i mean i think the i think the expansion of the sort of bayonetta verse is uh, an interesting thing and a cool thing and i know obviously there's like a lot of like big time bayonetta psychos out there people fucking love that shit mm-hmm um and like i don't know i think that between all the time and rhythm mechanics and like cool style there's just like a lot to play with in that space so i feel like you can get a lot out of just like that world in a really fun interesting way plus like it's cool to have like a a weird like hot horny gun girl protagonist and her like weird confusing catholic inflected friends i believe she's underage in this game so she's not hot sorry um a gentle uh, kind and sweet gun girl protagonist um sorry guys i got a little uh, my 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 co-host is a little bit of a leonardo dicaprio here um yeah you know. i've had some bad experiences with a bear my and he's experiencing twink death um so <laughs> moving on we had a splatoon 3 dlc and can i just say i know it's got a big audience but you guys got to get over yourselves and demand more and better i don't know fuck splatoon jay loves splatoon i have just don't see it i don't man. see it either get real yeah get, get real, real. Find god <laughs> grow up um a bunch of other trash octopath traveler 2 god damn it yeah i mean you know triangle strategy was so fucking good yeah i'm willing to give them a shot at it but octopath traveler and octopath traveler like as an idea was interesting, it just didn't stick the landing really. Like it starts off really fun, but then when you get to the point where you're like just like playing a quarter of a story every time and it's like repeating and folding on itself, it doesn't actually feel like I think it like wants to be this like meditation on connectedness and the similarity of these characters, but it just becomes like grindy and boring instead. Right. Um, um but you sorry, know, hopefully the second one works. That's not how I meditate on my characters. Um, so then there was a, what is this? Katamari reroll? What is this? Like a remaster? Yeah. Of a Katamari switch port, baby. Okay. Nice. We love that. That's yeah. That's exciting. I mean, it's just like, that's a, you can sort of see how handheld switch people will be really stoked on that. Cause that seems like an ideal handheld switch game. Like yeah. you're just like on the, on the bus playing your switch or whatever. And you're just rolling up, you know, a city. Right. Yeah. And we, we, we already broke the Katamari movie last episode. Um, so I think that we were ahead of the curve as usual on this. I think, yeah, we, we actually had insider insider scoop. Um, something called sea of stars looked like a little RPG looked fine. Kind of cute. Um, bunch of trash, trash. Okay. Kirby, Kirby return to dreamland deluxe. Which one is this? It's the, I think it's like a bigger version of the one they already put out. What? No. Is it not? It's not just plussed up the. No, I think uh, this is a remaster of like that big GameCube one. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. If I can remember correctly. Mm, I don't know. 
I don't, I don't see it again. I don't see it. What is, I'm just not, what, I'm just not just, seeing the magic with Kirby lately. I did not find the. I didn't even buy the new one. I played it on on a friend's system, and I just yeah. like didn't. Uh, just did it? Just didn't pop me at all, which sucks because Kirby like seems like obviously would be fun, but it wasn't really a Mario. Like at this point, I think because of Mario Odyssey and because of Breath of the Wild, you kind of think that the updates on the sort of classic cartoony Nintendo characters are going to start leaning more in this like big AAA direction. Um, and just like that was not the case with the new Kirby. Here's what they need to do for the next Kirby. They need to go and turn it into a cuphead style game where it's like they crank it from zero to fucking 11 and like the sales, the sales like don't, you know, they plummet for a little bit, but then, you know, you, you build a new audience because the, the current audience doesn't exist. They're babies. Gaming looks like it's for babies. And if the game's for babies, then it should be $10. Yeah, I think that's right. It should be a price a baby can afford. It should be a price a baby can afford on a baby salary. I don't understand. They're like, oh, it's $60, but it's kind of for babies. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's that. And then big announcement. We've got Game Boy games. That's exciting to me. Coming to the Switch. Um, I'm, I actually haven't seen the announcement so much right here. Okay, they, they have a Game Boy appearing. Classic. Nice. Full screen. Full screen Game Boy games on the Switch. Um, I guess that's cool. What about Game Boy Color, though? I mean, oh, you got to assume that if people like this, they'll get they'll start getting Game more Boy Advance. They, here they'll it work is. their way over. Nope, the second party announcement. Now it's Game Boy Advance time. Man, the Game Boy Advance was so cool looking. God damn. Yeah, that was a cool little thing. And whenever you saw someone holding one in the in the, in the real world, and you a fellow child, you'd be like, it's a fellow soldier. Ally. Yeah, you'd be like, what, we, walk, we walk this path together, fellow yeah, traveler. You'd say exactly. Yeah. Those were the days when you'd go up to people and say things like that to them. <laughs> yeah. And everyone yeah. thought that was cool. And you'd and then you'd don your your hooded cloak and you know disappear behind a bus. Yeah. Um okay. But I, I do it, think getting all the old handheld games over to Switch is a good idea because there are some really great ones yeah. and it's like a good platform for them and they'll get to like look better and and be plussed up a little bit. And I 100%. think that's pretty exciting. All right, let's get to the big news then. Disney Dream Might Valley. All right, talk to me about how you feel about this, because obviously you know that I'm not um, the most into this. <laughs> there is very little news other than a new Realm update, <laughs> April 2023. Um, now, Disney Dreamlight Valley's uh, Superior Animal Crossing, although the audience, for some reason, is not as is, is a small, small but mighty. Um, but I did recently meet another Dreamlight Valley player in the wild, and it, yeah, it, it, it did feel, it felt so right. Um, Dreamlight Valley, check it out, folks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. like, so when you hear there's a new realm, I just want to like interrogate this a little bit more because I just have no nothing about this game. When you hear there's a new realm, like, does that pop you at all, or does it just feel like who cares? <sighs> Uh, it's uh, the quests are busy work, and I just need to clean them off my fucking my plate. Um, so this is just like adding more homework that will have some kind of small payout, but not. It's not. This is in itself isn't so, like the cool thing. Well, I mean, it'll take you to a new little space or whatever. Um, so that usually means like a new movie world or something like that. Um, yeah. but the the movie worlds aren't as cool as like your actual island base itself so i don't know um 
Yeah, I don't. I, the the game the game is uh, is good, but I think it needs to. It had so much Kingdom Hearts going for it in the lore at the beginning. I think we need to dive back in. We need to raise the stakes. I think on this valley if if we want to continue a larger than life narrative which yeah. the game deserves and, and what you obviously want from a disney thing like that's sort of the point well they have the base arc right now which is like i it's like the, i guess some sort of dumbass thing about everyone disappeared because you stopped caring about disney stuff and like you've you slept on disney and God, like if only and like forgot about disney and so then everyone disappeared and uh i think i think I, i'm about ready to see about you know, 10 to 13 cloaked figures on pedestals, like above a moon or something. I just, I want to see, I want to see the next step here. Yeah. I, I think what's funny about that plot, as you've described it, is that like, it assumes that there are stakes to people to Disney going away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it'd be great to see a game give that stakes. Like well, you sort of get the, that the, in Kingdom well, the Hearts. Sta- well, the stakes are in this, in the game, like very real that, there's all these characters that you know and love that are sad and alone. Uh, but that doesn't happen in the real world. So it's like a fake consequence, you know, but yeah. And there's no, they, they, they're, they're taking on faith that you care. These characters are sad. It is. It's a faith based game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a faith based. It's, it's a pure flex. So, uh, Dreamlight Valley. I just it it just gives you more to do than Animal Crossing and looks a lot better. And it's got characters you actually give a shit about. Anyways, um, so Metroid Prime. This is crazy. This I love Nintendo. They're just like, hey, we made a game. It's out today, actually. Yeah, this is. They love this flex. Nintendo. They love to do it. They love to do this, and I respect no, them endlessly for it. No one else does this. I mean, people say Hi-Fi Rush, but it's not the same. Yeah, I mean, Ishin like a dragon. Also, like it's gonna drop, and everyone's gonna be like, "What the fuck? This is so sick." Um, but like they've been advertising it, just no one cares, <laughs> right? Um, I'm excited. I'm very excited for that game, but that's for a different episode when it's out. We can play it. Yeah, um, we don't, and we don't talk about it until then. Well, yeah, we're just, it's, it's not on. T- you know, it's it's far afield of this. But uh, Metroid Prime Remaster seems sick. I haven't touched it yet, but it sounds it looks sweet. Uh-huh. The game is amazing. Yeah, like it just seems like uh, it just seems like the real magic. It's it seems like they're really capturing the juice of that game and and letting it stand on its own for like a new set of gamers standing on its all on, on its all fours is that what you said i said, I said standing on its own standing on its all okay i was like standing on its all fours and i was like some sort of dog-like uh metaphor i kind of liked it it's got all it's got all paws down on the ground for this one yeah it's all it's all it's crawling in the dirt yep uh it's uh so yeah i mean they they definitely touched it up they definitely it is definitely a ground up remaster um and uh yeah i never played it as a kid because it seemed when it came out it just seemed too complicated it was like it was like a game i could i i just i saw it from afar and it seemed confusing and complicated i wasn't ready to engage on that level yet i was still like playing Jack and Daxter and stuff. Ratchet sure. and Clank. And, and this is and, the next yeah. level. 
Yeah, I was like, this. Looks, I, I watched, I think, someone else play it and I tried to play it for a second. And I got confused. Um, and so I, I just, I, I wasn't ready for it back then. And I, I, I don't know. Am I ready for it now? We'll have to see. But it's, I it's, I think you'll be able to handle it. Okay. Well, it's $40. So it's nice. Not 60 That's nice. Yeah. That's like, they're also going to, Nintendo's like the only one that even like, I mean, we were just talking about their fucked up pricing for Kirby stuff, but like they're the only ones that even consider the idea that a new game people want could come out and cost less than $60. Uh, I think, uh, I think Microsoft's decent about that with stuff like Hi-Fi Rush. It's like what, 25 or 30. Yeah, that's fair. Hi-Fi Rush. Was, yeah, that's a good, that's a good counter example, but I just feel like a, so many games, even on Xbox come out, come out very expensive or on steam or whatever, but Nintendo like never has like discounted games. Like they always keep their premier yeah, they, first party they titles. Their, at, they lock at, their like, prices hard. Maybe like, haven't they been selling Mario Kart eight for like a decade now at Probably. like full price? I mean, I, I'd be willing to believe that for sure. Yeah. And, and you know that, you know what, folks, if you want to get an SNL parody sketch, that's what you got to do. <laughs> hey, look, you know, they did it. They got, it was, they got, they got Pedro Pascal. That, that, that Mario sketch really drew a line in the sand of culture between people who thought it was total dog shit and people who thought it was epic 2010 bacon sauce. Yeah. I, I think it's funny. It's funny because the thing that made me laugh about it the most is like barely the thing in it. Because the thing that made me laugh about it is just like imagining a world where Pedro Pascal just for the rest of his life is tr- driving people from place to place in movies. And that's just like all he does now. Like he's, he's the transporter. <laughs> okay. Which was not the premise of the sketch. Yeah, exactly. So it alluded to the thing that I thought was funny and then leaned into this other thing that was just sort of like, what if Mario was like epic? What if Mario was Last of Us, I guess, gritty? Yeah. But then it was like, it wasn't really Last of Us, except it, when it wanted to be. It was it was a very, very high budget thing. Um, but yeah, definitely. It was interesting to really be like, oh, you know, half the people loved this thing and half people fucking hated it. And, you know, is that's kind of a, doesn't that feel like a America yeah good good it, it's like like american that everyone loves it or they hate it i hated it i thought it was really bad i thought it had no joke or comedic concept um other than like let's just put mario into like vague apocalypse stuff but like not even with any jokes i don't know also like just like taking ip and like making it gritty was like all that like 2010 like online internet humor yeah. used to be and it does kind of feel it feels like someone made like end of the world like now and put it on snl and then like a lot of people were like wow it was so great to be part of end of the world like like here's all the work that went into it and it's like yeah the fucking the fucking stick figure comedy thing anyways i think that would be cool maybe do that next I, i miss end of the world it's good it's good, but you're not. But you're, well, you're not going to do end of the world in 2023. No, it, it would be wrong. Yeah, well, because it, you know, it would be like doing Birth of a Nation 2023. Like it invented a form, but it's not the. Mm-hmm. You know, we've grown. Sure, it'd be like it'd be like doing uh, Fitzcarraldo without a mountain. Yeah, uh, because in 2023 we don't do mountains anymore. That's true. Uh, okay. And then, you know, a few other little bullshits here, there, and then they ended it with 
not a surprise. You know they're going to have to. It's coming out this year. They dropped a big, long trailer for Breath of the Wild 2, uh, Tears of the Queen, Queen, uh, Queen's Death Tears. Yeah, the, la- the last the gasp of Elizabeth. La- last Elizabeth's last <laughs> gasp. <laughs> um, um, it's yeah. like Death it, of a it Nation. Awesome. Yeah, it looks cool. Uh, yeah, well, you go first. You go first. I mean, it's just like, I think with, of all of the Nintendo properties, I think Zelda is the one that they've done the best job of maintaining its tone and its feel while making it fit into a more scaled up sort of hardware centered sort of gaming reality. Um, And part of that obviously is that like so many of the big games of today are like very much ripping off of Zelda. Like Dark Souls is very like, we're just doing Zelda, but for grownups, et cetera. But like, is that what they're doing? Yeah, they're big time doing early Zelda stuff, but for grownups. Huh. I thought they were doing uh, Gek for grownups. <laughs> well, there's a little, there's a little Gex in there too, but, <laughs> but it's mostly Zelda. Um, and I think that's why it translates so well, but it's just, again, they're just like kind of flex this thing where they're like, we have this one property that has like figured out how to exist in the 2020s as like a modern big game with a big story and big adventure. And now there's doing it again and everyone's like holy shit this is awesome and like it is yeah it it looked it looked great it looked like i'm gonna have a ton of fun but i have to say my big reaction from it was why did this take like six or seven years to make because it just looks so damn similar i mean they technically are using a lot of map that like from the first game and obviously creating a lot of new spaces but it is so similar, not just like a. We were. I was expecting it to look a little bit more like the jump between what is it, Ocarina and Majora. Yeah, I thought and the lighting looked a lot better in the trailer than it does in Breath of the Wild. I don't know. I'm playing Breath of the Wild right now, and it looks great. So I, I don't know. I just I was like, you know, if this trailer had come out two years after Breath of the Wild, if this was like 2019, 2020. I'd be like, yeah, this is great. But I was expecting a little bit more. And maybe it was more in terms of a a spiritual difference to it. But this very much feels like a really good DLC to me, trailer-wise. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. To me, it's like, look, there's a top end limit on Switch hardware, like how much you can do. Yeah, um, I'm not, not even talking graphically. I'm talking in terms of like volume of new ideas, just, like just on a design level, on like a design and narrative, and like this is a different game. It's like no, this is more of what you liked about Breath yeah, of the Wild. I think that's I think that's a fair which, which Zelda never <clears throat> does. Um, yeah, that is Zelda the sort of always innovates, always shows you something new. Um, and right, like know, Ocarina to Majora's to Wind Waker or whatever was like such a fucking crazy and, series yeah. of games. And so, and so it's like, you know, if you show me this trailer in 2019, two years after Breath of the Wild, I'm like, perfect. You guys wanted to do more. You wanted to make this premium DLC. I'm all in. But now I'm, it's in 2023. And I know the pandemic like elongated stuff, but I'm hoping this trailer is just very like sparse on the new stuff um, because most of the mechanics seem the same. The textures of storytelling seem the same. Uh, yeah, most of the enemies are the same. A lot of the map is the same. This does not feel like a brand new game. Yeah. 
Um, I'll give you that. I think it's to me, it's exciting. Um, and it looks the trailer got me excited. It looks fun, but I think you're pretty correct that it does feel like they're playing in the same sandbox in a way that given that it's been like five years or whatever is a right. little bit disappointing. Yeah. And, and like, you know, this is coming from someone who's I'm replaying Breath of the Wild right now. And I'm it's still one of the best games ever. Um, so, I'll, you know, I should be excited for more, but I am left feeling a little bit like, hmm. I don't know. Uh, so actually, like, I mean, obviously, when it comes to it, I'm going to be very excited to play it because premium DLC is still going to be a great experience. But will it like touch me in the same way as the last one did in terms of like such a fresh experience? Probably not. Yeah, that's I think I think that's going to be the thing. I mean, I think the I, I wonder if this will be one of those situations where and this really does fit within your like, I wish it were just only two years rather than five situation where like they made a game that wowed people by being so new and cool. And then they wanted to go back into that space and kind of perfect how it works. Um, and they're going to put that out, but it's not going to have the same magic of feeling new and cool because it will just be sort of remastering and, and relearning and, and effect and like sort of streamlining the thing we've already done. Sorry, I just got a Twitch notification that soda poppin was going live. I didn't want that to happen. I don't care if soda poppin goes live. You didn't want want soda poppin to go live. Yeah, you you've been trying to stop Soda Poppin from going live. I've been trying to take him down any way I can. And they, now that you're getting this notification, it's really it's sort of rubbing the salt in the wound. Um so that was the Nintendo Direct. Should we take a break? Let's uh let's take a break and then you want to do the ad. Perfect. You don't you use a wedge in the sand, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I've I've golf is intimidating on so many in so many levels. Like a, it seems expensive. B, it seems like a big time commitment. And then it's like you have to find people you really like to be around for like a really long time. Yeah, and they won't let you smoke weed on the course usually. And, yeah, and like, are they like anti-vaping too? They're like, no vaping? I don't think I've been golfing since I started using a vape, since so I have no idea. I bet vaping has completely changed golf culture. Yeah, do you think for the better or worse? Um, For, for both, you know, I think... Uh, a mixed bag? Yeah, I think it's a completely mixed bag and Lucky Charms vape flavor mixed bag. Um, so let's get back. Let's get back to how do we want to run this? We're we about halfway through. Talk about Hogwarts Legacy. Okay, we're at thirty six. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about Hogwarts Legacy. Okay, yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. All right. So I'm going to www. Is your podcast co-host playing hogwarts legacy.com and i'm putting in michael luxembourg right searching whoa lux you've been playing hogwarts legacy you platinumed it I gotta you say, you hundred percent of this title. I a hundred percent of it. I've been going into the Slytherin <laughs> battle sector and casting <laughs> the torture curse on children, and, and with no ramifications. Folks, they they're saying that he not only platinum a hundred percent of it, but he was the world first. That is, um, that is crazy. I'm also seeing here that he actually is like, profiting from this game financially. Wow, yeah, this big investor. This website is really good. Um, so yeah, I just want to say this is sort of a PSA that like if you are going about your day 
and you want to know if any of the people in your own life are, 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 are irredeemable, soulless monsters, uh, well, you can just put their name into this website, search it up, and then um, you can condemn them to hell. Yep. Um, and that's a real website. Everything Griffin said is true, except for the part where I've been playing it because I haven't touched that piece of shit game. It looks like <laughs> fucking trash. It doesn't look. Okay, let's just let's be the people. Let's be people above this, all of this, and say the most important part of the conversation is that the game looks at like a six out of ten at best, dude. At generous, generous uh, six. Six out of ten is like pretty bad. Like you don't. No one wants to play a six. Six. You had to pay for a six out of ten. I like have, if, you're, if, you're, if you're if you if you a four out of ten is like the levels are like hurting my like it's a like it's giving me a headache and like one is like I, I don't know. We used to play bad games on the show. We've done. Yeah, that's true. We um we I was. We're doing a video about this game for work that's coming out tomorrow. And I had to look at some footage of the game for the video. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was just like, I hadn't been following this at all, really. And I've been I was like looks- so taken aback by how rough it looked. Well, okay, to me, it didn't look it doesn't look rough like in, in a in a technical or a graphical sense. Like it looks like a decently recreated, like modern kind of graphical representation. Nothing next level, but like, okay, that's nice. It's Hogwarts and the like, whatever. Um but sort of the the blandness of the activities was what struck me um and and sort of that there for a game about magic the majority of the activities seemed to really be very dull yeah well i mean so i'm not the biggest harry potter fan on earth but to the degree that harry potter is intriguing to me and i'll and i'll out myself i'm a huge harry potter fan um, to the group that's intriguing to me, it's like that they use magic to do everything, right? So there's like all kinds of weird little ways that magic plays out in their world. And it just feels like none of like it just feels like this game, the, the spells are for blasting. Um, that's interesting. Uh yeah. I, again, I've 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 only like watched a little bit of a stream or two of it, and this is more of a general reaction. Like maybe once the game is like well, the game is not going to be discounted because it's like number one selling right now. It's one of the most popular games ever on Twitch. So there is still this massive just like Harry Potter audience. Um, oh, yeah. And <laughs> what would you what would you estimate out of this massive audience are the percentage that are aware of any of the online controversy? More than usual. Uh, for this kind of thing, because Harry Potter people tend to be pretty online and tend to follow JK specifically, um, especially because a lot of the big Harry Potter websites have had internal controversies about this. So, like, even the one that you go to to, like, have the Internet digitally sort you into a house or give you a wand and shit have been embroiled in this stuff. So I think more people than usual are aware of it. I think still a, it's a smaller percentage that gives a shit about it. And an obviously even smaller percentage that is willing to like not play the game. Yeah, I think there's I think that you are are right that because because like so much media has constantly like regurgitated and like mentioned and commented on the controversy that it's hard to ignore. But my guess is, is that uh, if you asked most of the people in this audience, they would be aware that 
something happened, but they wouldn't be able to tell you what it was. And they hadn't really engaged with it on an intellectual level. They were more excited about playing their wizard game or whatever. So I think that sometimes people get cast into these camps of like having full knowledge of their, of, of, of what they're doing in every moment, politically, socially. And it's like, I think most people can be aware of something, but not engage with it or have a choice. That's like, well, I actually don't care about the, the drama or these people's plights or these people's opinions. Like, I don't even think people are engaging on like the debate and intellect level on it. I think people might've heard some people are pissed online about something and that's about it. Yeah. I mean, I think people are aware of the transphobia stuff to a degree. I think people are less aware, but largely aware of the sort of anti-Semitic stuff. I think the like broader critique of the plot structure of the game, people probably don't hear about or care about as much. Uh-huh. Um, and I just, I just think there's some variance there. But again, like like Rory, Rory didn't tweet this, but he kept texting me about how much he thought about tweeting it, which is just like, I'm very brave because I'm not playing the Harry Potter game because I don't want to spend $70 on a game that looks bad. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And like, that's honestly kind of where I'm at. I and mean, I don't think I'd play it. I think if it was, if it was like Elden Ring good. Right. Um, I'd maybe consider doing uh-huh. it, but it's like not even close. So like, I don't even like to the degree that I would have a moral compunction about it. And I probably would at a certain point. I don't even like that math doesn't even factor into it. Cause there's nothing about this game that makes me want to play it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No, these aren't these are not like the big issues about it, um, yeah, which is kind of makes it fun in a way for us, because then, you know, we're not we're not tempted to play it at all because, A, we're already spending too much money on way better games than this. Yeah, I got to get like a Dragon Eshin. Yeah. And so there's just like a lot of people upset about it. Um, but I guess I don't know it. It strikes me as like a it strikes me as an odd product to go all out for like I see some people I know online doing because right. um you know uh, I, there's just so many bad things that everyone is kind of like having to consume and be a part of and I think that if we cut out all of the art that personally inspires you because it has some sort of moral implication outside of the art or even some within it that might be under the surface. It's um, just a very bare world, a very empty world if you do that. Um, and there's got to be a better way to like craft social and generational change than like eliminating or telling people or just getting mad at people for consuming something. I, I think, just don't think that works. To me, it's like, to me, I feel like this is how I feel. I think people playing the game, like in a, in a perfectly morally clear world, people wouldn't play the game because the game is made by a bad person and and like, or is at least directly benefits a bad person and espouses the values of that bad person in pretty explicit ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, that's bad. Don't do it. But like people are going to do it. And so everyone getting super mad at people streaming it. You can get fucking mad about that. but. It's not going to do a lot. The thing that's driving me really nuts, though, and I think justifiably people are mad about, are all the streamers who are like, I think J.K. Rowling's bad. I think transphobia is awful. The anti-Semitism and the hatefulness of the Harry Potter series disgusts me. 
but I will be playing all of Hogwarts Legacy on my stream while raising money for a local charity. And it's like, just raise, like you don't have to play the game. Like you're making it sound like you have are legally obligated to play the game. Well, it sounds like they like they want to play the game. Right. But like if you then just say that, man, like that's the thing right, is like play you, the game. Yeah. Like you, if you're, if you're going to well, do the, the, whole, is, well, be, well, the people don't have to do that because they, uh, they get castigated for playing the game then. So they feel like, oh, well, let me preface it with all this, uh, with all these qualifiers. Just, yeah, to me, and the like, prefacing makes it worse. Oh, no, I agree with you, but I know where it's coming from. And like, it's like, you know, people just don't like being being like screamed at. And very few people have any kind of like um, skin thick enough for that. Um, we're not, you know, wired to want to hear more than like 10 people say we suck. Yeah, no, I mean, that's for sure. I mean, some some people are some people like really like fucking like get off on it. Like, you know, it sex fuels life. me. Yeah. Um, but but, but he, what he, I'm saying is that like, that's the thing that bothers me about it is like people are going to play the game. It's inevitable. They're going to stream the game. It's inevitable. Whatever. Um, I think if you make sort of allyship or carrying the stuff part of your brand and you stream it, then that, that kind of sucks. Um. Because, like, for obvious reasons, right? Like, if you're someone who's like, I support trans people, and trans people are like, we'd love it if you don't play this game. And you're like, well, I do want to be a Slytherin, so sorry. Yeah, but like, does d- 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 some audience person, like, dictate, like, how you get to, like, I don't I mean, know. If you're, if you're making your brand be about allyship and, like, commitment to a cause and the people to whom you claim to be committed are like, don't you, do this. Should... Like, that's dog Like, you can't be like. You can't but be is, like, it, is it anti-trans to play the game then? Is that essentially what you're saying? I mean, I think that if trans activists who you purport to believe and respect ask you not to play the game as a sign of solidarity, then you shouldn't play the game if that's a thing that matters to you. Yeah, but so because of some of them, like, I don't know. It, seem, it seems like... Well, it's the same thing as like, you know, like if when you know a uh, a, a you no one's brand should be allyship or whatever yeah but for fucking uh, tons of them are though like you're right they shouldn't be but tons of them are uh yeah but i mean like you can be like allies with people but not have to listen to everything they fucking say yeah but like i think it's yeah i think that's true but i also think that like it's like the people who are drawing the chick flag in paris and makes a lot of sense to me right like there are a lot of gay activists who are like, don't eat a Chick-fil-A. They fund foreign governments that kill gay people. And mm. then a bunch of, I thought like, it was, I thought it was worse. I thought there was like, there used to be legislation that they were like trying to do in America too. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and then that was like, back when I was in college. Yeah. And then like a bunch of people were like, I love gay people, but I love this chicken sandwich. Yeah. Um, it's true. I love, I love them both. And, and so like, it's sort of similar to that where like, it's an easy it's an easy opportunity to put your money where your mouth is. And I feel like you can't really fault people for being disappointed when people talk a big game about their commitment to a cause. And then I, okay, so I hear you, I hear you on the chicken sandwich because um, you know, maybe there's a lot of other chicken sandwiches in your area. But what if you grew up with Harry Potter and every single summer you waited for it to arrive? And it was one of the most special parts of your childhood and your life. And now there's a huge bitch who's being transphobic and, you know, has nothing to do with any of that love and that experience that you had back then. Like none of the nasty stuff happening right now. What are you supposed to tell those people? Actually, just cut those years out of your life. Cut all that love out of your life because now it's like anti-trans to play the game. No, because I don't think those two are I, I don't think you need to conflate those two things, right? Like I saw every Harry Potter movie opening night. I pre-ordered all of the books. 
like I read the Philosopher's Stone before it was released in America because I found it in like a weird bookstore in England when I was like a baby. And it's called and it's called Philosophers, not Sorcerers. Yeah, that's how you that's how you know. Yeah, exactly. So like, so like I get that, right? Like I Mm -hmm. like I lived that life for sure. Mm -hmm. Like I was at midnight book signings and all that shit. Yeah. So is that really Um, the line that we have to draw on whether you're an ally or not? Well, no. I just think that like, I, I mean, it's not explicitly that, but I just think that like. At what point, like it, it's like people do this. Like this is this is the thing. Like this is a huge part of the, the failure of like American sort of activism, right? Is that what if you won't be if you aren't willing to not play the video game? Why would I trust you to be willing to like march in an illegal protest? Because those are because those are like two different things. Like right, one is substantially higher stakes than the other, and the one that you're not doing is the easy one. <laughs> Well, I would, well, I would do both. I would play the game and go to the protest because I've like, am pro trans people and feel like I could defend them in the real world in a way that's way more meaningful to me than like a, uh, symbolic gesture that doesn't affect this transphobe financially. The, like one way, the question isn't right. The question isn't whether one can justify it themselves or easy to do that. The question is like, if you're a bunch of trans people on the outside in the midst of a series of like anti-translation inter-trans discourse happening mm-hmm. and you're like hey this game sucks please boycott it in support of our movement and then someone who purports to be in support of your movement like you know is like i'm going to play the game whether or not that person can still be supportive isn't that question the question is like how does that affect your ability to trust that person to live up to their other like declarations right like it does infringe on that in a meaningful way um and that's you know that's something people have to take responsibility for i'm not saying that like makes you anti-trans or that you can't possibly do both Mm -hmm. right question of perception um that's a real thing and i think one of the frustrating things about this is that like there you can absolutely play the game that's your light whatever but like you have to reckon with the fact that people are going to be affected by that if they like trust you in a certain capacity and that you're undermining that you just like take responsibility for it engage with that and you can do that. That's fine. But a lot of these people aren't doing that. They're like doing the preface. And then when people are like, this bums me out, they're like, man, everyone's so mean to me. And it's not like they're not doing the reckoning that like you just did. Right. They're not doing the thing of like, look, here's why to me this makes sense. I'm sorry if this hurts your feelings. I'm still going to be there. I'll be marching. I'll be out in the streets, whatever. They're just like, I hate that everyone's so mean to me because I played the rude, the rude lady game. <laughs> and like that's, well, that, that is what it should have been titled, actually. Hogwarts <laughs> semicolon rude lady game. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm a marketing <laughs> genius now, but like, that's my point is that it's, I don't think that that's, you know, I think it, I, I'm not going to play the game. I think it sucks. I think that it's not only that the game that she is transphobic, that the game reifies a lot of the bad politics that are implicit in a lot of the things that she thinks and says, right? Like, it has a lot of those ideas in it. Um, and so mm-hmm. all that shit sucks. But again, like if someone like I have friends who are for sure going to play the game and like, who cares? Like mm-hmm. you're allowed to. Um, but it just is like, you also need to reckon with like that sends like, like every other message of a thing you put on the internet in a public capacity, like it sends a message to people. So, um, yeah. And I, are you, and I guess it seems like maybe more of the, I think it may, might maybe feels more charged for you in the setting of, someone who's like streaming it publicly and like maybe making money off of it or something like yeah. maybe that's more charged than someone playing it in private or something like that yeah but, I, think that, I think that's true also but i don't know it's like am, is like are, are, 
Should a should a trans person like question you if they see you across the cafe reading a Harry Potter book? I would argue probably no. I don't think those are the lines we need to draw to well, know if we're on each other's sides. I'm not going to legislate what where people should draw their lines. My point is that if they've drawn a line and tell you what it is and then you decide to cross it and then you're like, but you can't get mad at me. It's like, well, oh, yeah. Well, no. Anyone saying you can't get mad at me, you have to log off. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. That's, that's what I'm talking about, though, right? It's like. I'm not, there was a few of those. There, yeah. there was okay. The best one of those was girlfriend reviews. Oh, that was uh, epic. So this that one was, was epic. Bacon midnight, baby. It was. It was really good. And I and I actually am starting to see what you're saying now about it. I, I get what you're saying. I get. Yeah. What, I get. I get where I get where you're pointing it at. At first, I didn't understand. Yeah, that's where um, my point is. Like, if they draw, if other people draw the line and you knowingly cross it, then like you have to reckon with that. But I don't think. Yeah, I'm, I don't totally. think this game is inherently a line by itself. And I think that that is probably, yeah, I think you might be the first person to say something that made sense to me about all of this, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that's um, a weird thing for me to be and do. Well, no, just because there's just been such a volume of words um, about the subject. Yeah. But uh, no, like, um, I guess, fuck, I forgot what we were talking about. We were just talking about this idea of how people reconcile the oh, ethics no, of playing no, the game. I was talking about girlfriend reviews. We're like, oh, okay, yeah. so girlfriend reviews, they're like, we're we're going to stream the Harry Potter game. And then like there was like a follow-up tweet that was like, everyone's so mad at us. Well, we're donating the proceeds to the Trevor Project. And it's like, it's so funny to do that like as the, as the follow-up. Be like, okay, like we got to find a fucking charity. Find a fucking gay charity quick. Yeah. <laughs> And then like, <laughs> Trevor, is that gay enough? I don't know. Is that trans enough? I don't know. <laughs> and then like the, the second layer was so funny because then people are like, well, why don't you just stream for the charity and not play the game if you're like, want to make it up to these viewers who are upset about this? And then they were like, well, it's the biggest game. We've got to play it. And then a bunch of people were like, well, you, you don't right. have to. <laughs> it is crazy how a dog shit six out of 10 game can like do these bigger numbers. I mean, it really just goes to show you that like, are we past the point of like having mega hits like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and shit? Like, I don't know. It's weird. It's a very weird thing because like, it is like one of the few kind of, to some degree, monocultural objects. It's like left. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I think it wouldn't even be a question of like, to some degree, a monocultural, I think it would be a straight up monocultural object were it not for the JK Rowling of it all. Like if she weren't it, like if she had just sort of just quietly collected her infinite money um, right, and not right. like felt the need to be like, uh, well, we have to stop funding doctors and trans people aren't real and Jewish people are goblins. Like yeah. if she hadn't done all that shit, then I think it would just be like a widely revered game that ever that's coming out. That's like the biggest thing anyone's talking about. And then it, me and you would still be like, it's a six out of ten game. Yeah, and then we'd still be over here like Rory being like, I'm not spending $70 in this fucking game. These goblins look like shit. I think the most important point you you made was that um you can't be like, why are why are certain people getting mad at me when they said that they're gonna get mad? But it's yeah. up to you about what you want to do with that. Yeah, you have to deal, you have to confront that. Like it's you know, mm -hmm. you, but it doesn't but just because someone is mad at you doesn't necessarily mean that they're always right. Um, but yeah. yeah. And I don't, you know, I'm I'm not going to like make a claim as to 
how like where the lines are for how trans people can and cannot view people as allies or whatever like that's their business they can decide and it's gonna vary from person to person mm-hmm. um and so that's not my fucking job you know um like i definitely know trans people who are just hardline like i'm not touching this thing i'm not interacting with it at all i also know trans people who are like well i have mixed feelings because she sucks but i love harry potter like th- that shit's out there um but yeah. like it, when you know just like if people are saying we're going to be mad if you do this and you do it and they get mad, you can't complain about it. Like they're just doing the same thing they said they would do. If you're going to be annoying about it, then they're definitely going to get mad. So yeah, that's, that's the other thing. piece of advice. Yeah. And there's uh, also like a small bit with streaming where it's like, you're doing free promotion for the game. So like, fuck off. Um, well, well, like, again, yeah. if you don't care about that, you don't care about that. And that's like, that's your choice. <laughs> I, I also, I hate the charity shields. Cause listen, we all know where this charity money goes. It goes to shrimp cocktails and galas for, for a lot of them. Yeah. To send it to some go, like, do you, that's, that's actually a really good point. There's like a lot of direct action, mutual aid shit that exists on the internet. That's just like, send this money directly to like a homeless trans person today. Right. Um, that they that you could do instead of of well, being like sending actually, it to like the ACLU. Yeah, I I don't know much about the about the Trevor Project. Actually, I don't know like how. Yeah, how, I, listen, we should be sending all of the trans money to Nintendo Direct because <laughs> they know what to do with it. They know they're gonna they're gonna be like, hey, here's the money, and we're dropping it right now. <laughs> you know that that they're the best. You know, I think they're the best. Um, and Nintendo would never would never make. The Harry Potter game. That's true. Wait, one detail of the Harry Potter game that I learned that's so funny is that they have what they're calling a non-judgmental moral system. Where like, <laughs> where like you can be good or bad, but no one's going to react. That's what I've been arguing on the show for a long time. Yeah. They're they're like you can be like a total fucking murder psycho and everyone will be like, that's cool. Or you can be like the kindest boy in the world and be like, that's cool. It just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so funny in the context of the controversy. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. there's like is an extra layer of weird irony to the whole thing where it's like you can be a bad guy and no one will be mad at you. So don't worry, play the game. No one will get mad at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can kind of it's like kind of like playing with the with the private lock on. You've uh, locked your account. Yeah. Just uh, just close look lock your Twitter. But like yeah, I Anyways, mean the last thing I want to say about JK Rowling is that I'm building her mansion in Hitman 3. Why? You'll find out. <laughs> So stay tuned for that uh, while Griffin uh, acquires some rare blueprints. <laughs> um, I'm going to have a shaved head very soon. But it's and, going we, good. and we cannot wait to see what that's like. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I, I should kill JK Rowling with like a shoe or like a grape. A grape would be impressive. Yeah. In, a vi- in, the, in the video game. All right, folks, we learned a lot. Ta-ta for now. Bye, everyone. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.